everyone, and welcome to this conversation presented by White House Custom Color. I'm Jed Toffer. Thanks for listening. You know, my wife Vicki and I have owned and operated our photography studio, V Gallery, for 20 years now. White House has been our lab for the last 16 of those years, and we could not be happier. White House is a family-run business, just like ours. If you haven't already, check them out at whcc.com. And if you want to drop me a line, feel free to email me at jed at whcc.com. There are several things that I've seen people focus on as we've weathered this pandemic. I've been encouraged by those who use their time in ways that seem productive and positive. John Gress is a photographer in Chicago, one of the hotspots for this virus. He's been creating more YouTube content during his stay-at-home time the last couple months. Here, he shares some insights into what life is like for him and how he's using this time to put himself out there. He's using his skills to reach out to others in similar situations so that they can learn and be inspired by what he has to offer. There are many ways to look at our situation right now. I appreciate that despite being in one of the hardest hit spots in the country, John is using his time well as we move through this. Thanks for listening, friends. John Gress, you're in Chicago right now. Yeah. And so. we're we're in the midst of a pandemic. <laughs> I haven't heard of this. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, tell me a little bit. Let's just cover this real quick because we're going to jump to a bunch of other stuff. But tell me a little bit about what your life is like right now. Well, yesterday we went to Costco for our monthly or every three week sort of trip and it's really weird to be there and seeing everyone in masks because that's mandatory where we are. Mm -hmm. And then hearing on the PA, like every five minutes, uh, you know, follow the CDC guidelines and don't be within six feet of each other. And, you know, it, it, it just sort of feels like it's sort of a dystopian fantasy that we're actually living in. My wife and, said those uh, exact same words about her experience with Costco to me a week ago today. She came back because she hadn't been there in a while, and I haven't been yeah. there. And she said, I don't know what the word is, but it's like that weird thing that you see in the movies. And I said, dystopia? And she said, that's it. It's dystopian. And like you walk in, and she said on all the TVs right away, they have the message, you know, and it's all the same and all the TVs. And then you hear it over the loudspeakers every four or five minutes. And then everybody, she said one guy had a big ma gas mask on even like full, yeah, full out, you know, cause that's apparently what he had. And I was like, yeah, well, that's what's going on right now, I guess, you know, but for me, I'm even more holed up. Like she, she doesn't want any of us to go out. She goes out and, okay. that, and that's starting to relax here. This was, this was last week or maybe it was two weeks ago. Anyway, it's starting to relax here, but you're in Chicago. Yeah, so every day I go for a, an hour long or so walk and talk to friends and on the phone. Yeah. And um, and I just try to avoid going to stores in general. So I'm just trying to do my shopping twice a month. Do you have and, any sense at all about it turning a corner in Chicago? Or are you guys still uh, pretty well, like... I keep looking at the statewide data yeah. and the deaths per day have sort of plateaued for the last six or seven days. Yep. So, yep. Um, so although the modeling I was looking at was sort of showing that we might be over the hump in a few weeks, yeah. but then our governor the other day was saying he's looking at modeling that says maybe the middle of next month. Yep. So 
it's just sort of like, I guess we'll see how it goes. That's how that's, and that's all, and that's all we can do. That's where we've been. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, so in the, in the midst of all of this, you and I were talking offline and you were talking about what you're doing right now. I'm going to let you say it. First of all, first of all, just begin with a little bit about who you are, where you're at. Give me, give me the important deets, the formalities. Yeah. So I've been a photographer for probably, <laughs> I've been getting paid as a photographer since maybe 94, give or take. I graduated from college in 2000. So it's been definitely like a full-time endeavor mm -hmm. ever since. Um, I used to work uh, in journalism. So I worked uh, as a photojournalist for a newspaper and then some wire services as a freelancer. And that sort of transitioned into commercial photography. And somewhere around 12 years ago, my friend asked me to teach him portrait lighting. At the time, I was only shooting business people for magazines. Mm -hmm. And so we started photographing models. And he sort of uh, didn't like the technical stuff. At least that's what he was saying. And I realized that I loved it because I was actually getting to develop a shot and work on it and make it better. Right. And the person didn't want me to hurry up right. and go away. Right. So, so I've been doing that for like the last 12 years, mostly still working as a commercial photographer. It's just that I like to, to play around in the studio and, and perfect things and learn from that process. So for the past, well, let's see. So I came back from teaching at WPPI and uh, was uh, sick right away. Yep. So that's a little suspicious. And it was the worst cold I ever had in my life. That, that part had to be the, like the, 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 the intensity of it had to be the suspicious part, I think, because I feel like almost every year there's stories of people coming back from imaging or WPPI and they're sick. And it's like everybody got sick. But this was different because of the intensity of it, right? Oh, like I never felt this pressure in my upper chest before or been inhaling so deeply. And, and then I had a cough that would linger for like a month. And so I think it's been like two or three weeks now since I've been completely no symptoms at all. Right, but, because then even after the initial onslaught of what it was like, you were, you were kind of wrecked for a, a couple of weeks after that even. You're just not, you're certainly not right for a while, right? Yeah, like I had to record a pitch video to speak at imaging Yeah, in the middle of when I had the most symptoms, like the worst sore throat ever. <laughs> and it's just kind of funny to go listen to it because it's like, uh, cause you're a it mess. doesn't even sound like me. <laughs> I had to add treble to it so I wouldn't sound as bad. So, so yeah. So, so I've sort of been avoiding all social contact right. since the beginning of March. Right. Right. You started so, early. Yeah. So, so as my voice started to come back, um, well, I, I guess to go back to that for a second, like, I, I think maybe what you might have been getting at earlier, like, is it scary here? And yeah. so I think because I think we already got through it. It's not as scary mm -hmm. as I think it would have been had I was and had I never been sick. Right. But um, but it certainly isn't comfortable. Right. At the same time. Right. Not yet. So, certainly not yet. Yeah. Because because you have no idea. So, so as far uh, as like, um, this is what I'm excited to talk about you. Cause I knew you were doing this. I saw, I saw it in an email that you were, you were describing YouTube content. Let's dive into yeah. that a little bit, because I think that that's one of those things that a lot of people, 
I just think there's a lot there for people, especially in our industry, for lots of different reasons, right? Lots of different applications, lots of potential there. And I think that more people than ever in the last one or two months have been kind of gravitating towards that and even thinking to themselves, this is something that I can do. Like, it's one of those things like people are like, I should do that. I should, but you put it on the back burner, right? Well, when the world stops, the stuff on the back burner comes and gets pushed to the front burner. And you think to yourself, well, now I have time to do that. So is that kind of what has been happening on your end? Uh, So it's something that I started in like fits and starts. Like I probably made 10 videos over the last 18 months. Okay. And then I would get busy right. working or traveling and shooting workshops right. or, you know, different teaching things. And so then I got away from it. So I, I would try to rack up content, uh, maybe shoot four videos in a week and then, then go six months before I got before back to it. Before you did any editing or anything. Yeah. Right. Well, so I'm, I'm actually usually like Johnny on the spot with the editing because I'm worried that I'm going to forget something right. to say something. Right. Right. Or I'm going to screw it up somehow. So, um, but on, on the other hand, like now I have nothing else to do. Exactly. So, so there's no excuse. And so, so I started recording as soon as my voice came back to normal. Uh-huh. Um, for the most part, I started making content and I think I've posted, uh, every five days for like the last, I don't know what that is, month and a half. Sure. Sure. We take. And so, and, and today I'm going to finish editing three videos. So that'll be enough content to take me through July. Oh, cause you have so, that much still in the can. Yeah. So go. I have, I have 11 stacked up as of today. I'll have 11 videos ready to go. So what's your process um, look like? Okay. So you, I, everyone's using the terms, creating content, creating content, creating content that can mean, you know, who knows what yeah. that means, right? For you, what's your process look like? kind of from the beginning and moving forward when you're when you're creating content for your YouTube channel what does that look like I started off like winging it and then recording it and then writing a blog post to go with it for the purpose of SEO sure. and I always had a blog before so it wasn't anything new mm-hmm. then I realized when I started recording blog posts that I'd already written like in the past I was like oh this actually works better. I can read this paragraph, right. perform the paragraph, right. and then read the next one and perform the next right. one. So it's not like I'm reading it on camera, but at least it's like I'm organizing my thoughts and then delivering them in a succinct way, not sort of meandering. You're kind of using it as a script. Yeah. At least it's more of like a, it's, it's, I had an outline. I was using outlines for a while that I would tape to the camera. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then I sort of realized now this way, it's just more succinct and organized. Right. I don't have to think about how I want to phrase a, a topic because I've already written it down. It's already there. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's much easier that way. And are you um, essentially doing all of it? Like it's you. Yeah. So I have a, uh, so one of my big clients teaches hairstylists, uh, their craft. And so one of my friends uh, from that client, he left behind a mannequin head here mm-hmm. uh, maybe like three years ago. <laughs> and it's been sitting in a corner with a wig on it from one of those shoots. And so uh, now she sits on top of a C-stand and I have her at the exact height of me sitting. 
so I can set up the cameras and the lighting and, and test everything out before I get it's it. It's perfect. Yeah, it really is. I like so. how you're referring to the mannequin as a her. It's like, I was like, <laughs> we've personified things like that, you know, as you, you've kind of developed this relationship with her over the last three years. And now she's actually being useful to you in that way. <laughs> her name is Sia because you, her wig comes down to like here. It's even better. And it's, the wig is that cut too. It's even so. better. Like even during a time like this, when we're all hunkered down, it's like you have an extra friend around too. She's like the only one I have really. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I, let me ask you this regarding the regarding the process, right, of creating content for YouTube. What are some challenges? What are what's the hard stuff for, for, for in that world? Uh, just sort of like the basic things, like how often do I need to post? What should my length be? Mm -hmm. um, how do I need to uh, address the content to what skill level? Mm -hmm. So. It's sort of like I've gone from being more basic and short. And then I've looked at the analytics and seen that for me, it's, it's longer and more in depth, gets me more uh, total hours watched. So then I'm sort of like, oh, well, I'm inclined to be more in thorough about things in general. So I actually enjoy doing it that way. So that's- So do you think that's an, in that's been one of that's an individual piece then too, right? Like, so they're, so just because that works better for you, this is, and yeah. I'm asking more than like trying to tell you or anybody else how this yeah, works, yeah. but you, that works better for you because that's your style and you're more prone to like get into the details. And so your analytics are going to show that your videos that are more in line with who you are and your personality and your skill level that those that those are going to be the ones that people gravitate towards. So you you kind of discovered that? Yeah, either that or I'm just reading into the data what I wanted <laughs> what to be. What you wanted to say? <laughs> well, that's possible too. But I guess yeah. my point is for people that are interested maybe in diving more into creating content for something like YouTube is that you'll kind of figure out what works for you. Is that fair to say? Like some people they might find that you know what? I should I should release like 2 to 3 minutes and then I should bounce. And then yeah. other people might find that, you know, more 15 to 20 minutes, more medium form, you know, conversations. And then some people might find it. I need to get on there for an hour. Is that, is that fair to say? Yeah. I'm, I'm more of the eight minute kind of, kind of guy. Right. Right. So, so that's, that's yeah. your sweet spot. It feels like it has been lately. Right. So some of the challenges though are like things I can't do. So I made a video the other day that was about how do you stain apple boxes so that they look like old on set rather than the bare birch raw apple box? Right. And I couldn't demonstrate it, <laughs> but I had photos of when I did it like 18 months ago. So why couldn't you demonstrate so, it? Oh, cause you, cause I don't have, cause you, I don't have, cause one. you don't have an <laughs> apple box. Yeah, I don't, I have an apple. All my apple boxes are stained. They're already so, done. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, do I buy one? No, I don't really want to spend money on something I don't need right, right now. So. Right, right, right. So there's no, you know, so those, those are sort of the challenges are like, how do you explain things where you can't actually shoot them? Like if I make a video about how to use a light meter, mm -hmm. like C is going to be the subject. Right, right. So, right. Because I'll be like, you have to hold it, you know, near their face, not here, not here, but here. Right. Yes. You're going to so, use yeah. her. Yeah. So I guess she's going to be the model. We'll see. We'll see. What is a, what? 
in your in your experience are on your end what are, what is your hope like what is your goal or what is your motive behind diving into the youtube scene yeah so i've really enjoyed over the last year and a half traveling everywhere and teaching people in person it's like a lot of fun to meet new people and make friends everywhere and then of course help people as well like that's it's just been great to see how people come to workshops and then yes. you can see in their youth in their uh instagram feed how their work sort of changes and evolves right. and and that's really satisfying to see so i haven't been able to have that outlet I, well, for the last two months, and I probably won't have that outlet maybe for a while. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, so I'm just hoping that I can connect with more people and make it so that more people discover me, basically, and that when we are able to be within six feet of each other, that I'll be able to connect to that audience in person. So how do you use YouTube? So if YouTube kind of inherently is a one way street, so to speak, right? I mean, you're push, you're pushing video content out there for other people to watch. It's not like a, a it's not like a Facebook live or a chat where people can interact back and forth. What are you doing to facilitate the interactivity on the back end? Like, is it just, are you, are you diving into the comment section on a regular basis and constantly checking your engagement there so that you can stay on top of that? Do you have links where people then can go to a website or somewhere else where they can reach you there? How, how do you handle that? Uh, well, just like with Instagram, I respond to every comment on, for the most part. You're on part. top of it. Yeah. That's I, I need to, I haven't done it in about three days for YouTube, give or take, but it's not like a lot of people are following me there yet. So. Right, right, right. <laughs> so I, there won't be many. Right. Uh, but yeah, so I always try to reply to everything and answer any question um, for the most part. Sometimes the questions are just sort of off the wall. and Well, you get people out there fishing or, too, right? Yeah. So it's like you're not really. Yeah. So but for the most part, I respond to everything. How, and then so. and then. Is your hope or your goal, does it have anything to do with funneling people towards workshops or towards your speaking engagements or anything of that nature? I think with anything like on social media, like just building more awareness of you leads to better outcomes for you, no matter what the business is really. So, um, you know, it's, it's teaching people isn't my core business. It's part of what I do, right. I'm sure. But I'm sure being out there constantly and having people getting to know me is going to help in every sort of way, really. Because yeah. even those customers that aren't photographers trying to learn who see my content, they're you know getting to realize, well, they're, they're seeing the person that they used to see. Right. Or if they're people I've never worked with but have sort of been on the fence, they're still seeing and realizing what sort of person I'm, I am. So, so part of it is just putting yourself around. out there to see what sort of things can happen as a result, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, some of it is things that you don't even anticipate, I'm sure. Oh, well, actually, that's very true, too. Like, uh, my friend had to talk me into being on Instagram maybe five years ago. And I was like, you know, I got this Facebook business page thing and a blog, and that's good enough. Yeah. And it, it's pretty hilarious in <laughs> retrospect. <laughs> Cause I was like, I don't want to do one more thing. Right. And, and then I was like, okay, fine, I'll do it. And here I'm thinking like, oh, I'll get more people to follow me. And then maybe they'll hire me to do something and I'll connect with 
commercial photography clients. Right. And then I started, because I'm a whore for likes, started posting behind the scenes photos. Right. And then all these photographers started connecting with me. Yep. And I never even thought about uh, being uh, an instructor. That wasn't even on your radar at the time. No, it wasn't. Right. So that never would have happened had I not delved into that. And who knows what, what this particular situation we're in now and how it will, how it will change our lives in ways we can't imagine. So one of the first videos I made post pandemic was what happened in 2009 when I went from being really busy to having nothing to do. Yep. So, and that's actually when I, I jumped in, I started doing test shoots with models about two per week. So because of maybe a third or half of my business was gone, I filled that time by doing these test shoots that I wasn't getting paid for. And I just kept learning every single time and getting better and growing from that experience because like, just like pro athletes, you know, they don't get better unless they practice. Right. We kind of have to do the same thing. Right. And it's, I guess it's all sort of connected. Like had that recession not happened, I wouldn't have started shooting the models. Right. Then I wouldn't have got onto Instagram. I wouldn't have grown on Instagram. I wouldn't have ended up teaching at conventions. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. it just sort of is all a continuum. So like in that video that I made a few weeks ago, essentially I was saying like, now's your chance to do all that stuff that you haven't done or you didn't want to do and kind of like get, get everything together and in place so that when business starts up again, you're ready to go. So I guess when I feel like I've stacked up enough YouTube content, I'll redo my website. I did want to get licensed as a drone pilot because I keep intending to do that, but not doing right. it. Although I haven't really, I haven't done anything towards that. I've just sort of assumed that like the testing center won't be open. Right, right, so, right. Well, that so, might be a safe assumption or at least up I guess until I'll now. Get on that. Yeah. Virus be damned. What are you most excited about for the rest of this year? You know, all things considered, like what we've been discussing in particular, what are you looking forward to over the next six to nine months? Um, I would love to have a small gathering with five friends and watch a movie. <laughs> it is the little things. It's just the little yeah. tiny things. Like I'm thinking I can't wait to hug my mom again. <laughs> okay. That's funny. Yeah. Cause, um, yeah, my mom lives 2000 miles oh, away. So, oh, um, yeah. Yeah. I had to convince her to stop going to work about a month ago because <laughs> she's, she's 70, 76 oh, yeah. and still working a 40 hour a week job. Yeah. And I was just like, you, I, I sent her a graph of mortality statistics by age group. Seriously. And I was just like, you can't be at work anymore. Right. You have to stop she's doing just that. Like, well, I'm only here with Andy. I was like, well, who's Andy with? <laughs> right. 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 And who are those people with? Right. Exactly. So it's like, you need to, yeah. Oh man, I love I love that answer. So, I'm also looking forward to that from a business standpoint, though. Throw the ball in that court for a second. I, I really just have no idea because you know, in 2009, a third to a half went away. Yeah, and I've seen the forecast for unemployment numbers, and it's like yeah. worse than 2009 for two quarters, yeah. and then better than 2009. At least the numbers I was looking at a few weeks sure, ago. Sure, sure. So I'm just sort of like sitting here glad that I, I didn't spend every dollar that I made for the last yeah. uh, few years. Yep. And I'm just going to kind of wait. And, right. and it's so uncertain. Like I have no idea 
what anything might be like or so i i guess it's sort of wait and see sort of yeah right exactly so that is that is still that is still where we're at um any final thoughts john in closing um well i think stay at home because i keep seeing these comment threads where photographers are talking about how like oh we should we can go do this shoot it's like we'll we'll socially distance and do it outside and it's not as bad as going to the grocery store yeah. well like you're having you're having drive-by interaction with people at the grocery store you're not spending an hour or 3 hours with them and like there's no real reason why you should be interacting with a person for no reason other than your own i guess artistic ambitions right. like just just calm down for a second we can all stay inside for a few more weeks yeah. and yeah. um yeah and i think that's mostly it like and then also take advantage of this downtime so that you can you can uh you can build yourself up and call your mom and create awesome content for youtube yeah, exactly. I think that's a great way to spend your time, man. I and I really appreciate you giving me some of your time today. Good luck on your YouTube. Hey, point people where where do they go to see your YouTube channel? What is it? Oh, well, just search for my name. You'll find it. Just John Gress, and you'll find it right away. Yep, and Gress, on Gress is right there in the background for those of you that want to know. G R E S S. There it is. No one. A lot of times, people can't spell it or pronounce it correctly. And, and, I'm not sure why. And there, and there it is. It's pretty simple. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a or lot, man. A, I I, uh, I appreciate you doing this today. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And uh, I'll see you on the other side. Hopefully, at a at, at a convention this next year. That would be great. All right. Thank Thanks, you, man. Take care. See you.